0: A story, I've got a story, we've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of ABT's Beyond the Bank, where we seek to tell the story of this incredible community through the thoughts and words of some of the Albany area's most dedicated and passionate citizens. Today, I'm chatting with my friend Patsy Shirley, the Executive Director of Lee County Family Connection. Good morning, Patsy. Good morning. Thanks so much for coming in today. It, It really is a pleasure anytime I get to sit down with you and talk about some of the exciting things you've got cooking with Family Connection. But before we jump into some of that stuff, I'd like to take just a moment and focus on Patsy a little bit and some of the passion you have for family connection. Now, I've been fortunate that I've gotten to interview you a couple of times, spend some time with you, so I know what it means to you. But for the benefit of our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know how you found your way to family connection and, and why it's something that's so important to you personally.
1: I'll be glad to. Um, I've been the Family Connection Coordinator for 11 years in Lee County. Um, I grew up in Sylvester, uh, youngest of three kids, single parent home, you know, poverty level. Um, but my sisters and I rose above. And um, I never finished college the first go round. Um, so after my husband passed away in 2002 and my children were really small, I went back to school and I got my master's in social work and that led to my position with Family Connection. Okay. So, I graduated 11 years ago, and I've been the coordinator for 11 years.
0: Excellent. Now, for for those listeners who might not uh, know what Family Connection is all about, explain to us how how it's set up and uh, how it's a conduit for things going on in the community. Right.
1: Well, Family Connection is a statewide initiative. Actually, we're celebrating our 30th year this year. 1991 is when it was implemented. Um, There's a coordinator like me in all 159 counties. Um, We're all equally funded from the Georgia General Assembly. Um, But the decisions are made locally. Gotcha. You know, I have a local board of directors that guide my work and we we work off of an annual plan. Our vision for family connection is that all children are healthy Mm -hmm. and they're ready to go to school and then when they get to school they're successful gotcha. and that our families are stable and self-sufficient and that they're contributing to a thriving community gotcha. so everything we do focuses around those tenants so it's
0: all family oriented yes. what, what and so if if I'm understanding this correctly it's it's really connecting people with resources for various things
1: in a way yes we we use um, we're data driven so we use the data about our community to help us decide what areas we need to focus on. Um, we have three strategies in Lee County. Our first one is stable and self-sufficient families. And then we have a early literacy intervention birth to age eight strategy. And then we have a youth development strategy. So these are three areas that um, we felt like were most beneficial for our community. Uh, every county, their plan looks a little bit different because it's sure. all locally decided. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. community
0: has got its unique things, yes. unique features. Absolutely. Now, uh, touch, I want to touch on the data. You know, I love the concept of a data-driven organization where that weighed AB and T. I mean, you want to make sure that you're working in a smart way and that you're meeting certain objectives. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about the types of data that you're looking at uh, to make decisions about what programs we're doing.
1: So we look at our poverty level okay. and specifically poverty of our children under the age of 18. Um, in Lee County, it would take 11 school buses to hold all the children living in poverty in Lee County. It's a little over a thousand children in Lee County out of about 7000 in the population under 18. We look at um, third grade reading levels for the literacy projects. Um, We look at high school graduation rates and dropout rates. Um, We look at uh, families that are living at 150 percent below the poverty level. And we look at it from a lot of different angles. You know, we look at it based on diversity and equity and, you know, race and ethnicities, you know, to. See who needs to be served. Sure. That
0: makes perfect sense. Now, you know, and you mentioned, uh, you know, third grade literacy. I know that's a huge project. Um, I know you're a partner up with uh, Kiwanis Club for the Backpack Blessings. So give me an idea of some of the things going on in the community that folks might have heard of, but did not realize it's a family connection uh, related sure. activity like the, the third grade. dictionary.
1: Project. Well, the one thing about family connection is in the majority of our counties, The Family Connection Coordinator is the sole employed person. So we completely rely on our collaborative partners in the community and our volunteers to make any of our programs work. Um, Backpack Blessings is a program we started. It's been 11 years. It's hard to believe that. Um, Our Kiwanis Club in Lee County, they are the funding source. They raise the money every year to fund the program. Family Connection, we're kind of like the liaison between all the groups. The Vine of Leesburg is a church that they are our food bank partner. They are contracted with the food bank. So they're the ones that store the food. And that's where we go to pack the bags. And of course, you know, the school system, we have to partner with them. And I work with the school counselors um, to identify the students that receive the services every year.
0: Okay. So... In a nutshell, for that particular program, you're looking at the data, figuring out what kids are in need, uh, who may not be getting the things at home that every kid sort of needs to be successful. And then you are basically providing those things with funding help from the Kiwanis Club.
1: Yes. Backpack Blessings is what we call weekend nutritional support. So um, the children that we serve K through fifth grade, children who uh, qualify for free or reduced meals can apply and be accepted into the program it's voluntary, you know, so not everybody sure. applies. But this year we were serving about 121 students a week. Um, you know, so we did a little over almost 3000 bags this year alone. You know, every Friday they get a bag to take home.
0: And what's it? What, what kind of stuff's in that bag?
1: Um, enough to get them through the weekend. Single serve items that are shelf stable that don't require cooking in case there's not supervision in the home. Um, you know, juice, milk, cereal, cereal bars, you know, some proteins. Um, you know, like ravioli, and you know, sometimes a little snack. You know, some you that's know, but it's right. healthy. It's all all healthy. Gotta have a little snack. <laughs> that's right. <you> know, every <laughs> once in a while. Not
0: to belabor too much the backpack blessings, but that's always one that's fascinating because I think sometimes we don't think about. How many residents we have in Lee County and Albany, too, uh, that that are lacking that kind of basic stuff, like literally the fuel for their bodies to, to live their lives. Um, how does that make you feel to be involved in something that's, you know, providing a basic need for somebody like that?
1: When you do something that you love, it's not a job. It's just my passion. I mean, I was that kid growing up. I mean, we had family that took care of us, obviously, you know, grandparents and aunts and uncles. But still that just feeling, you know, I I just can remember some of the feelings I had as a child in that situation. And it's just. It's just a good feeling. Um, I feel like I'm helping these families and I'm building relationships. The wonderful thing about Backpack Blessings is so many other programs have been born out of Backpack Blessings. We do a Christmas thrift store every year for our backpack blessing families. They sign up to participate, but we're able to provide Christmas. This past year, we did 45 families. It was 124 children that we were able to supply Christmas for. And the parents come in and shop. So they select the items. It's not just handed to them. Sure, sure. We also developed a family literacy night with the library for our families who are um, in backpack blessings. That's one of the qualifiers. And they can come and we do literacy instruction. We provide a meal and literacy instruction, some fun stuff, you know, and um, we've been doing that for about three years. Of course, the pandemic, we didn't, weren't allowed to do it last year, but we're hoping to pick it back up this fall.
0: So, and, and it's holistic. It's, it's everybody in the family that adults and children.
1: Yes. The Christmas store and the family literacy nights, we Everybody in the family birth to 18 for the children and all the adults in the home. Fantastic. Yeah, so you really yeah. you
0: really look multi-generational. change. Yes, absolutely. I like that. Now, I know that, you know, because abt has been involved in the past, we've also got the dictionary project. Correct. So there's that's not the only thing we're doing in literacy. Right. So talk to me a little bit just because you have multiple initiatives that kind of connect back to literacy about why literacy is so important for family connection and just for the community.
1: Well, literacy is. So important. Um, people don't realize, and and I'm learning as I go. We have a epidemiologist at, the, at our Family Connection Partnership in Atlanta that educates us, and it's called Get Georgia Reading, and you can go to their website getgeorgiareading.org. But when a child is born, you know the natural tendency is you nurture, you make eye contact, you cuddle, you touch, you talk to. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen for every child. And those first three years of life, so many connections are happening or not happening. And if they're not happening, those part those parts of the brain basically die, die off. And there's no so when a child walks through a pre-K door, a lot of 80% of their brain development is done. So no matter how great a teacher is, and we have phenomenal educators, they only have can work with what walks through the door. You know, so a lot of the work has already been done. So um That's why early intervention is so important, reading to your babies, you know, and learning how to nurture and take care of. And I think, you know. Most of us do that, but there are some families, you know, that they just don't understand that they haven't been educated the importance of that. Yeah, maybe they never
0: had it for them. Right,
1: right, uh, right, right. It wasn't something that that happened in their home.
0: Correct. So, what does that look like for a for a family you've identified, uh, you know, a family that needs the help? How do you go about encouraging that family to begin things like reading to their baby?
1: Well, that's what our family literacy nights are about. Um, We we try to we do literacy instruction by age groups, but we also try to bring in educational information for the parents on, you know, parenting. And um, But it, we do have goals to expand that in the future. Our issue for us is we don't have a dedicated facility for family connection, so we always have to borrow space. And all of our partners are phenomenal about lending us space, the library, the chamber, the schools, the church. Um, but when you don't have a dedicated space, it's it's kind of difficult to have a comprehensive program Oh, absolutely yeah i
0: yeah. would imagine that mm-hmm. now you know not to get too far afield we'll talk more about this a little bit later but you know do we have plans in the works to try to have more space
1: i've had plans for 11 years <laughs> 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 um there seems to be some positive con uh conversations going on towards that but you know, still in the conversation stages. I think people are starting to realize the the pandemic brought a lot to light. Um, one of the things we did that was not part of our annual plan, but just one of those things that had to be done when the pandemic hit, um, Family Connection picked up and we started doing the food distributions. And we did from March to December of last year, we did 21 food distributions and we served on an average 400 families every time. We were doing them weekly at first and then we went to bi-weekly and then monthly. Um, and I think it brought to light to those who didn't realize there really is a need in Lee County. And they're like, oh, she's been telling this all along. <laughs> <laughs> We see it now. So uh, that spurred some conversations. Well, awareness
0: is, is critical Absolutely. To, to these types of things. Absolutely. And, and along those lines, I know that there's some other things that uh, family connections involved with that are, are kind of high profile and um, sh- shed a light on some things. So talk to me about some of the other initiatives you've got going on. Like I'm immediately thinking about teen maids okay. and some of the, the older okay. age group kids.
1: With our youth development, um, unfortunately, we don't do the teen maze anymore. We did that for several years, but we have shifted um, to doing a program for our eighth graders on vaping awareness because that is a high profile issue in in all school systems around the state uh, with all teenagers. Um, Just to educate them, we have a company that comes in. Of course, we didn't this year because of COVID, but we have a company that comes in and does a very fantastic one hour presentation that gets them and they learn. I mean, it's really wonderful. Um, other things we do with our youth development, um, we have the Students Against Destructive Decisions Club at the high school. It's uh, funded through the Governor's Office of Highway Safety and we're part of National SAD. And so they do projects, you know, geared around driving safety. We partner with uh, Public Safety in Lee County, Kyle Lentz, and we do a driving symposium every spring for our sophomores gotcha. to explain the dangers of driving. Um, and we we have a storyboards made for each of the seven students that we've lost to vehicular accidents in the last, well, since 2000. And we call it the crosses of Lee County and, and Kyle created those. And so the students can read the stories and. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. It so is can very see powerful. Real world examples mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of
0: how these things that you're talking about can yes. really impact them. Now, yes. you know, again, I've had the benefit of talking to you a few times, but I can think back to, you know, where you walked these kids through, This, you know, what are you going to do when this happens? Right. Um, And and seeing kind of the. Yes. The scary end result of something as simple as looking down and Mm -hmm. texting on your phone.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: What kind of feedback uh, do you typically get from the kids when they go through these types of trainings and they see sort of how their decisions can lead to an event that they didn't predict?
1: I think it even though they know it's not real, I think they realize that the. It's possible those things could happen to them, and maybe they'll think twice about their decisions before they act on them. Um, This—they've always been pretty powerful, you know. Um, they really take away from it. Yeah. More than they'll tell you.
0: Well, teenagers, you know. <laughs> I've got one, so I know how that goes. <laughs> They want to act like everything is silly, um, but it's good to know that that we've got an organization that's looking at those real world instances and mm-hmm. thinking through how did we get there? How could we have prevented it? How could we have had a different outcome? Correct. And Correct. teaching those kids mm-hmm. to just to make better, better judgment calls. Now. Um, expand on some other stuff family connections do. And and even if you can talk about some other things that, and I know you, so you've always got ideas and plans, but share some of the things you've got in the back of your mind for the future.
1: Okay. I do want to go back and talk about another literacy project that okay. I, I overlooked. Um, we started partnering with the Re- Lee County retired educators about three years ago. Oh, we yes. call it books for kids and it's been a phenomenal program Uh, We serve Head Start in Lee County and we serve some students at pre-K and then all the students who are in Backpack Blessings at both of our primary schools, K1 and 2 are part of the book club. So the retired educators go to each site every month and they do an actual book club with those kids. It's all of Head Start, which is about 40 children. And then pre-K, we serve about 24 children who are um, low income. And then at the primary schools, you know, it's whoever is receiving backpack blessings. But they pre-select an age-appropriate book, and they they go, they sit with the kids in a circle, they read the book out loud, they do a related activity. Then every child takes that book home at the end of the of the session, and by the end of the year, they've gotten twelve books for their. Home library—that's pretty so cool. It is, and it's an expensive program. So <laughs> that is something you know that we're you know going to be working on raising some more funds. For. Well, and, and before before we move on, uh, that's a program. And forgive me, I'd forgotten
0: about that. Yes. I actually spent some time with a few of the educate retired educators, yes. and one of the things I really liked about that was you're able to tap into a great yes. group of volunteers in Lee Absolutely. County who are chomping at the bit.
1: Yes, talk about that. And being educators or retired educators, they understand the importance of. Learning to read so that you can read to learn, you know, and um, they are one of my main sources of volunteers. Our family literacy nights, I mentioned, they volunteer with that because they understand the importance of building those relationships with those families. Um, and they do the book club. And anytime I have an event, they're there, you know, they're with our backpack blessings program. We have um, eight packing teams where you pack once every eight weeks through the school year. And they're one of my packing teams, you know, they get in and out. About twenty minutes, they're done.
0: (laughs) Hey, you need something done? They don't waste time. (laughs) Retired teachers are a great group. My my mother-in-law's a retired teacher. My wife will one day be a retired teacher, and and that's cool about that is, you know, the true educators Mm -hmm. never stop educating. That's right. That's right. Even when, even if they're not getting a paycheck Mm -hmm. to do it. That's correct. Uh, So that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. So, so what? What other kinds of stuff we got cooking?
1: Um, Well. you know, family connection. We're part of the distinguished alumni program in the county. Gotcha. We actually were on the implementing team for that, so we are in process right now. Our committee's working to uh, select our seven recipients. It'll be homecoming weekend in October. Um, I mentioned the the food distributions from the pandemic. Um, there's a, so many things we do outside of the box, and it's just because people know to contact us. Uh, we, anytime there's a family in need, I, we're we're usually the first point in contact. You know, and it's. I can send out an email and say, I need this. And then, boom, you know, the donations are there, you know, the items that we need. So it's always nice to have that support in the community and people understand. Absolutely. Um, One thing that we're hoping to bring this year is some training in the community around ACEs, which is adverse childhood experiences. Um, It's not a new phrase. It's not a new concept, um, but it's not taken off. People aren't aware of it as much. So the training is starting to come more now. But adverse childhood experience is exactly what it sounds like. You know, things that happen from birth to eighteen that have adversity, you know, and it's not always low income families. That's where everybody's mind goes immediately. But it's things like um homelessness or living in a home where the parents are divorced or a parent has been deceased, um, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, anything like that that's exposed to the child that might cause adversity and there was a study done by kaiser um several years ago and they surveyed all adults and every adult had there's like 10 questions on the ace um survey so if you answer if you can say yes to four or more then you're going to be prone to have more health problems they've deterred they oh wow yes cancer heart heart disease um it's phenomenal the information that they're uncovering with this. But there are interventions, you know. I mean, if you know early enough, if every pediatrician does an ACE survey on their patients, they know going in that um, they face an adversity and there are ways to intervene with that. I got gotcha. you. So we are hoping um, to bring some training. Uh, Resilient Georgia is a grant that's been. Um, Given out to several organizations and United Way is one of them here, and we're actually going to be partnering with them on trying to bring some ACEs training. Uh, it'll help our educators. It'll help everybody, you know, to understand that what might be going on with that child. They may be misbehaving at school, but there's probably a reason why. Sure. It's not just because they're a bad kid. I mean, there's probably things going on at home, or they've experienced things that, you know, their behavior is there. Um, is them talking? You know, yeah. if they misbehave, that's them trying to say. You know something's going on here.
0: Sure, something they can't yeah. articulate, right, and it right. comes out. And it impacts every
1: corner of their life. You know everything.
0: Well, and like most things, if 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 the right people are are aware, right. it makes sense. You could Correct. if this these things happen. Well, these could be the results. Yes. So that gives us a place to start where yes. we can tackle Absolutely. these issues. Yes, I like that. Yeah. I like the notion too, um, Patsy, And you mentioned just from the comment you made about folks can call you, uh, right up to the stuff about the aces. I like the idea that it's constantly evolving yes. and that family connection doesn't live in a, in a hard and fast world. That that's it's right. Whatever we need it to be.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So,
0: so talk to me a, a little bit about that flexibility and, you know, how the company or the company, how the organization is set up uh, to be respondent to things going on in the community.
1: I think that's the beautiful thing about family connection. It's what each County makes it to be. We stay have to have to stay under that vision of, you know, our, our vision of the healthy children and sure. w- everything has to tie back into that. But anything to do with our families that are in need is going to tie back to that. Absolutely. Um, I do have an annual plan. I have a board of directors, but it's a very flexible job. I mean, when the kinship care coordinator calls me and says, I've got a grandmother who's just gotten custody of her three month old baby. And we need diapers and we need wipes and we need clothes. That's not written in my plan, mm-hmm. but it falls under my plan because I'm serving that family, you know, and sure. um, it's just sometimes we there have been times we haven't been able to meet a need for various reasons. But we always try, you know, and if I can't help them, I direct them to someone who can. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And there's another part of that connection.
1: Yes. It's all about connections. So, you yes. know,
0: you know where the resources right. are and hopefully can identify who needs them. Correct. And get the right people. And, to and right collaboration
1: stuff. is key. It's not about who gets the recognition. I'm all about. I, I don't like to be the one that gets recognition, you know, and and uh, so I try to stay in the background. Um, but it's about collaborating and just doing what's right for the doing what needs to be done for our families.
0: You mentioned the funding. You know, it's a state program, mm-hmm. so every organization gets the same. Right. But like the Backpack Blessings mm-hmm. with Kiwanis, right. you do partner with other organizations, right. so there is funding that comes in from local organizations for some of these things.
1: Yes, and that is. Our funding from the state, um, of course, you know, we all got budget cuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that funding pays for my salary. So anything we do outside of my salary has to be, the funds have to be raised. Family Connection in Lee County is a nonprofit. We're a 501c3, so we we write grants and we do fundraise and we get sponsorships from businesses when we do an event. Um, the, the Backpack Blessings is a partnership with Kiwanis. They do fund that. Every other program we do, my board and I raise the money. You know we small grants that are available to us, and sponsorships, fundraising events, whatever we can do in this world to raise a few dollars. I understand. We've always got our hand (laughs) out.
0: I understand. Well, and and I was a little bit uh, strategic in asking that question because I was hoping to tee up to give you an opportunity to talk about the Lee County community's Mm -hmm. support that it has shown, Family Connection, 11 years of success.
1: Tremendous, tremendous support. I mean, when I started 11 years ago, we didn't have a 501c3. We didn't have a, there was no local fundraising. And now we're up. I mean, with all of our programs, we're about forty dollars to $50,000 a year. Our Christmas store alone was a $20,000 project, and it was completely funded by our community. That's pretty good. You know? cool. And what really blew my mind when the pandemic hit and we were having to do the food distributions, of course, they weren't free. Um, we raised so much money in a short amount of time specifically for that project, you know, because people realized it was, we had to feed our families. Absolutely. And yeah. what does that
0: say to you about, uh, about the community that you, where you live and work?
1: It's a great place to be. <laughs> people really do care. I mean, and, and, you know, some people can contribute their time, which is absolutely necessary, but some people can contribute their money, which is absolutely necessary to make our projects work. Um, and I think, I feel like I've established enough, um, establish myself and and our organization in the community where people trust what we do and they know that we're going to follow through, you know, the money's going to go to where it's directed.
0: Well, they've seen the results. Yes. I mean, you know, 11 years of success, Yes, (laughs) you know, you, you start to see that, Hey, these are, these are good things. Well, now, um, Patsy, we again coming up on our uh, our allotted time, but I do want to give you an opportunity. Is there anything that we hadn't touched on today that is important to you or that you feel like the community needs to know about or just anything that you want to share? Correct.
1: Well, uh, in July, we will be kicking off a fundraising campaign for our literacy programs. Gotcha. Um, so we'll be promoting that social media and however else we can get that out there. Um, We're still structuring exactly how it's going to look, but we'll have different levels of sponsorship. It costs us $5 per, well, let me take that back. It costs about $60 a year to buy the books for each student. So $5 a book. And then, um, so it's our book project cost about $20,000. Our family literacy nights cost about $7,000. If we do what we want to do now, the thing about us is if we don't raise the money, we just don't do it, you know, um, or we have to scale it back. Like I said, our Christmas store runs about twenty thousand dollars every year. Um, you know, dictionaries are fifteen hundred. That's nominal, um, but you know, it just takes money yeah. to to cover these things. And
0: so, businesses, yes. uh, other organizations, yes. regular citizens, yes. just who want to get involved. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, now what's the best way for, you know, somebody who's never heard of you, mm-hmm. never heard of Family Connection, they just right. happen to listen to this podcast Correct. and they're like, That's great, I want to get involved. What <laughs> what do they need to do?
1: Well, uh they can uh, reach out. We do have a Facebook, Lee County Family Connection. We have a website, um, Lee County Family dot org, all lowercase letters. We um you can call me at my office or you can email me, you know, okay. lots of ways. Okay. <laughs> So we we'll to make sure we direct yes, in the, yes, yes, know, yes. the help to the The easiest needs thing is through Facebook, probably, you sure. know, because that's just constant. And um, but Lee County Family Connection, go in and like our page and you'll get all of our updates. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, Patsy, I want to thank you for taking the time to come in and chat with me today. But also want to thank you for all the wonderful work that you and the volunteers at Lee Family Connections are doing to make the community such a great place. That work has not gone unnoticed. So we thank you for that. This is Brad. And until next time mm